You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right. Welcome back, everybody. It is an emergency podcast. The entire Soonerscoop crew has gathered. It's so exciting, I can barely talk. Uh, but the Sooners uh, get a huge commitment from uh, Brock Vandegrift, uh, number one overall player in the country for 2021 in the uh, Rivals 100 that was just released. And uh, well, Josh, let's start with you. I know you've been kind of tracking this and uh, leaving some breadcrumbs here and there. Uh, but what does this mean for the Sooners and how did it all go down? Uh, first, I think you have to start with the obvious. I, I think this is the biggest commitment in the Lincoln Riley era. This is a huge deal. And this is not just a statement of, okay, Oklahoma's doing well in recruiting. We all know that. They've gone into Georgia in two of three years and landed one of the top five players in that class in the country. So, I mean, you, you're just talking about something that is incredibly rare for Oklahoma to be able to do and to go in and land a guy like this. I think it starts to build what we've talked about for a while now of if you want to play quarterback, Lincoln Riley's the guy you want to go play for. And I think this only backs that up. It helps Oklahoma starting that kick, starting that 2021 class. And this is, like I said, this is a massive deal and it's, it's, completely worthy of a emergency pod let me let me throw this out there too because you know i i had talked to somebody uh and kind of told them it was a i won't say the name it was an older football coach uh and i said well you know OU's probably gonna get this uh 2021 uh quarterback that's the number one player in the country uh and i got the old man response which was 2021's a long ways away doesn't matter till they sign on the dotted line but, I mean, this with quarterbacks, guys, this is just different, isn't it, Bob? I mean, uh, everybody's slotted. They pick their spot. And for the most, I, I can't, I mean, it happens with coaching changes and stuff. But unless there's a coaching change, most of these guys usually stick with where they pick even two years out. And you can look at Sooner's recent history for a great example. Chris Robinson was June 2015 for the 2017 class. Spencer Rattler's June 2017 for 2019, yeah. when you've got that cornerstone, other pieces seem to fall a lot easier, especially at receiver. Look at the two receiving classes for 2017 and 2019. That's all you need to know that when you've got your quarterback, 
it's pretty easy to get some of those other great players to come along with you. We've sort of been on the fence about what's going on with 2020 quarterback and receiver. We don't really know who are going to be those guys. Well, you're not going to have that issue. You already have Cody Jackson, and now when you add Brock, look out for all the other top talent that's going to join this group. Uh, Josh has seen Brock Vandegrift in person at the Atlanta uh, Rivals Regional. Uh, Eddie and I have seen him at OU. Bob wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> we've all three seen him, Eddie, and I mean, we all kind of came away with the same impression. Like, that's not a that's not a sophomore. Yeah, I mean, you know who he is. It was very easy to tell who he was, even if you didn't know what he looked like. Uh, when we saw him work out at Oklahoma's uh, summer camp, is that second weekend uh, of of guys working out down there? And I mean, he he has a cannon for an arm, and I, I that was the first thing that jumped off the page. Uh, to me, when you sent over that RCS video, when you traveled out to Atlanta, Josh, was the fact that uh, he has a a really strong arm. He has a kind of a presence about him. I mean, even he was sitting there with Jalen Hurts down in Norman on that Saturday. And well, was that like, was the thing. They were could, standing together. They were the exact same yes, height. They were, I mean, this is a tall kid. Too. He's a big-ass kid. And I just, I wonder where did, I mean, how good of a recruiting job did Oklahoma do as far as getting him to commit this early. It is pretty early for a, for a guy that ranked that highly, I would think. It's, it's, well, a, li- God. it's a little different at quarterback, though. True. Because you almost need to get that guy so you can set the rest of your uh, class up. But, I mean, it's just... Which is weird because 2020, is you can't call it a failure, but it's weird that it's weird. Lincoln didn't get that. I mean, he, he thought it was going to be Bryce Young. Which would have been July of 2018 for 2020. He's yeah. got his That's pattern. He committed, yeah. It's just that, that he wants to follow. It's time for them to be trying to get a quarterback in between, you know, I guess Jalen Hurts wrapping up his career and the start of what I think everybody thinks would be the Spencer Rattler. Part portion of the, the, his career. Well, I mean, and Bryce Young was the only time, wasn't it, that Lincoln didn't get the guy that he initially started. Like Chris Robinson became his first offer at quarterback. He ended up getting him. Uh, I mean, you had the transfer. I mean, but well, I guess I guess he would have wanted somebody else besides. Uh, um, what I can't even remember Tanner's Mordecai's like there was somebody before Tanner Mordecai. Cam was that, well, yeah, Cam, Cam Rising, Rising. Yeah, but yeah, he got the he commitment. Yeah, and then he, Adrian Martinez, but yeah, I mean he wasn't mad he got Mordecai, but yeah, yeah. It, with with Rising, I mean that's kind of the one example where people, you know, what you were talking about earlier, Carrie, with the old coaches, like, oh, it doesn't really matter. That doesn't happen much because quarterbacks is kind of like musical chairs. There's all these spots, and once one guy sits down, everybody starts following an order because there's a pecking order. You know, Oklahoma hasn't made any other 2021 quarterback offers. And from what I understand of his trip a couple of weeks ago, basically Oklahoma kind of said, look, you know, we're, we're fine with you if you want to take a few more trips, if you want to continue looking around a little bit, but we need to have a pretty good indication that you're probably going to be our guy. Because if not, we've got to start developing relationships with other players so that we can recruit them. And if you go to Georgia, you go to Florida, we have options that will work for us. Because like I said, they know that timeline at quarterback is so accelerated so you've got to kind of account for that. And that looks like what they've done here. And again, you know, I don't know. I guess we've got to be a little bit transparent here. As we record this, I don't know that you've all had a chance to watch Chad Simmons's interview with him, but he talked about he actually committed during the trip. Now, 
that's not exactly how it was worded to me, but I mean, I, I got the impression that there was definitely kind of a wink and a nod. But it sounds like he committed, stayed there the next that same night. I guess it would have been Saturday night. Wakes up Sunday, calls Lincoln, and kind of says, "I'm still on board. Let's do this." So you know, like I said, Oklahoma has just done an outstanding job of kind of walking that fine line of, okay, we, you're great, and we really want you, and you're our priority. But at the same time, we need to know what you're thinking. Wrapping up a guy this early, and obviously the number one uh, ranked player in the initial Rivals 100 uh, rankings for 2021. I mean, Oklahoma's never really have they been in this spot and been in the spotlight the, the like last this? decade. Yeah. Obviously, it hasn't happened. I mean, uh, where do they go from here? How can you capitalize on something like this and not let this be the? I guess at in some ways it is the biggest point of the 2021 class, but how do you not let it be the biggest portion of it? Well, I mean, think about Spencer Rattler uh, and the relationship he started developing with all those receivers and yeah. going to the opening together. And Oh, sure. I, they don't probably get three five-stars if Spencer Rattler's not yeah. in that group, don't and you then think? Playing in the U.S. Army game, yeah. you know. I mean, that was something that you can't ignore, and it'll play out. I'm not saying it'll play out the exact same way. They're going to get another three, five stars, but this gives a chance for Brock Vandegrift to work on all these other top targets for Oklahoma in 2021. And this is such, you know, Josh said the biggest commitment for for Riley, and it's just a clear-cut win. There's no qualifier to this. What? Hazelwood, I think there's still a lot of people that think Georgia lost him more than OU won mm-hmm. that that battle. You can't say that. There was no connection at all, Van de Griff, with OU before this recruiting process. This is just a clear-cut win and kind of sends that message to any offensive top recruit. Yeah, when OU offers, you better listen. And this is I mean, this is this is Bama on offense. I mean, it's what it is. I mean, yeah, Georgia you know what, you're, you're a great school, you're competing for championships, but you're not seen as, you know, the offensive destination in college football. That's clearly Oklahoma, uh, and Vandegrift kind of puts a cherry on the top of that reputation. Well, and what's amazing about that is Georgia may have a first-round draft pick I love under Jake center Fromm. this year. Yeah. Jake, Jake Fromm is a really talented guy. Now, I'm not as nuts about him as it sounds like you are, but, I mean, there are people projecting him as a first-round pick and what I think what I think about Jake Fromm is if he gets in the right system, like if he were playing, like he could be Troy Aikman. He's not going to be uh, Drew Brees. He's got to be in yeah. a good Skip system. Bayless, Troy, Troy Aikman or just regular <laughs> Troy Aikman? <laughs> He's going to be, you know, if he gets in the right system and, and has a good running game, has a good offensive line, he could be an all pro, you know, 10 times over. I mean, he could be a great, but if he goes to a team that struggles, I mean, he could be Blake Bortles. So if he's on an offense with roughly five Hall of Famers, he's going to be fine. I got you. But no, I mean, and again, guys, we're ta- we're not talking about a kid from Georgia. We're talking about a kid basically from Athens. Yeah. Like, I mean, like this is right in their backyard. And I don't think, you know, I mean, we, we've talked for years. It's always fun to run some content, you know, comparing OU and Texas and what their classes are doing. OU Georgia is becoming one of the more regular recruiting battles OU is fighting. I mean, now, and they've landed some haymakers with Hazelwood and obviously now Vandegrift, but they've taken some beats with, you know, Aki Ogunbi and some of those guys. I mean, there's, there's been some tough losses and I can tell you that this is a win that OU will celebrate maybe a little extra because they, 
they've taken some beats at Georgia's hands. Kind of, you're kind of hinting at there's not a whole lot of love lost between the two staffs. Is that what you're saying? I think that's a fair statement because uh, you know, especially you look at uh, along the offensive line. I mean, I hate to get away from Vandegrift a sure. little bit, but I mean that. Sam, if, if Bill Biedenboe isn't the best offensive line coach in the country, it's probably Sam Pittman at Georgia. So you've got a real rivalry yeah. between those two guys. And, you know, Pittman, I, I want to say, is from Oklahoma. There's some connection there that I, I that I think is right, but I, I'm going to say that and commit to it and be wrong. But whatever. Either way, there is clearly – they recruit a lot of the same players. Uh, obviously, Oklahoma goes into Georgia a lot. And – you know, to kind of pull it back to what we're talking about here, Vandegrift to Oklahoma gives them a whole new level of credibility for the next two years going around the state of Georgia and trying to land these guys that know Brock Vandegrift. They know how good he is. They've camped with him. They've camped against him. They've played against him. All that stuff gives Oklahoma so much credibility. Yeah, I'm not saying – I don't know how big the connection was, but this kind of telling, too – OU loses in the Rose Bowl. Who did they pick up? Shane Beamer from Georgia. They kind of keep 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 that tie uh, tie in going there. And then uh, Josh, you know, we we talked. By the way, uh, keep an eye on uh, Kale Gundy's Twitter account for me. Since I'm blocked, I won't know. <laughs> but that's who I would. Mo- I would most likely think that's who's going to take the shot if anybody does. And, and Josh, probably, you know, you probably know, fair. We're talking so much about elite recruits are going to want to play with with Brock. Well, one, you know, OU's only commit before him was Cody is Cody Jackson, who now is a four star receiver in his own right. What's sort of the vibe there? How excited does he seem to be now that Brock is on board with him? What was funny is I was working on this story where Cody was going to talk about Brock. I had to be real careful what I said to Cody because I didn't know how much he knew at that point. And so we're kind of talking and, you know, I'm like, well, you know, what do you think of him? Have you watched him? And he goes, no, you know, I, just, I know he's good, but I've never watched his tape. I said, watch his tape and tell me what you think. And so he kind of watches it and he's just like, holy cow, man, like this guy's unbelievable. Because Cody's usually like, he'll ask what I answer. Cody all of a sudden starts hitting me with just DM after DM after DM with, holy cow, this dude's unbelievable. Look at him scrambling, throwing it all over the yard. Like, I'd love to play with this. You know, it was it was real obvious to him real quickly what Brock Vandegrift would mean to be part of his class. So I, I think there's a definitely a good feel. And when you add in that Cody Jackson is a guy with legit, you know, 10, 6, 10, 500 meter speed, a guy with a big arm like Vandegrift that can extend plays and wants to go vertical, thats that's got to be his dream come true. Well, and i got to think also with Vandegrift in the fold, it, it you know, we've talked a lot about 2020, what will Lincoln do, and you know, maybe wait out Bryce Young and all that. But now he, I think it, it allows him the um, luxury maybe to take a transfer that may have to even sit out a year now and not look for that graduate transfer maybe. Uh, you know, somebody, you know, that just might have finished their freshman year uh, and, and is just looking for a different opportunity, maybe kind of more like a Kyler Murray situation. That You know, that's possible. But then, I mean, again, at that point, do you start running the risk of, okay, because and I, I want to say that I've talked to Chad Simmons, who clearly was on top of this story, knew, knows the family very well, and he's been very adamant that Brock has – without really any provocation has come out and said, I won't be changing my commitment. I won't be taking other visits. Once I commit, that's it. I'm done. And then once I get to campus, 
I don't have any interest in the transfer portal. I'm going to work and do whatever I need to do to get on the field, but I'm not a guy that's going to jump around if things aren't perfect after year one. So this is a kid. Now, a lot of kids say that. We'll see what happens, but he is saying the right things. But at the same time, if you bring him in and he has two whole years and then suddenly you bring in some big-time transfer kid, at I couldn't blame him if he was like, oh, is this the situation I signed up for? Well, what, but see, what I'm saying is it would be after this year finish, and let's say uh, Mordecai declares he's he's going to transfer somewhere. I mean, that's what that's the situation I'm talking about. Maybe then you look at bringing in a guy that's, you know, might have been highly recruited. I'm not talking about like a Justin Fields type guy. I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and then you could get in that conversation. I, I would still think like a Juco would be your way to go. Cause I mean, they need a warm we, body. Yeah. They're going to yeah. need do someone. Do we have any, do we have any really doubt that this is starting to build towards Spencer Rattler? I mean, like that, that's what it feels like to me. And he's been on campus for two weeks. So I mean, clearly we've, we know all that's going on. Yeah. I mean, you, you basically, <laughs> you basically just need to get Spencer ready to where he can be a backup. I mean, yep. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I guess, Eddie, uh, for the scoop, do you want to go ahead and give us all the summer workout stuff? I know no. you, you've really had your finger on that. They're all studs, man. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait until they get out there. These freshmen, man, I'm telling you. They're lifting and running and catching. They have a different mindset than oh, any Bob, of the previous it on the classes. Head, completely different mindset. It's going to be unreal. One source told I'm, me that they're working harder than any class in the history uh, I, of football. I've heard Benny's really happy. I'll just put it out there. I think he's going to win the national championship the next nine years. <sighs> I, I don't know if you guys have heard. Forget running and lifting. Neville Gallimore's walking. He's walking around campus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys have seen that on the board, but that's big Spoiling news. Spoiling movies for everyone. <laughs> I took another shot at him. I know you did, and you should. <laughs> I If he is at Big 12 Media Days, that's got to be asked. I haven't I haven't seen him on my Twitter timeline. He might have blocked me. He might have just got sick of me. I just did it twice. No, but look, I I've I've actually watched some videos. You know, Benny Wiley does a good job. Like that's as much as you're going to get out of summer workout information. I mean, like that's more than you ever like. You watch that stuff, and I think to myself, this is such bullshit that people you know think that there's something magical going on in summer workouts. You can't learn anything from that crap. I could go out there every day, and the only thing I can tell you is who was hurt and who was lazy. That's all you can really get from it. I don't think I don't think any of these guys let people be lazy. It's not like they're working them as hard as Schmitty did. Now you want to scoop former players, not behind Benny Wiley. How about that? It's not. A, I'm lying. All right, uh, so, yeah, but, but Brock Vandegrift, commitment, Sooners, number one player in the country, uh, monumental day. OU's never had, and look, there's a lot of time left for evaluation, and he may not be the number one quarterback when it's all said and done. Uh, but for now, in recruiting lore, we've never seen this happen. There's been Tommy Harris. There's been Adrian Peterson. Uh, uh Brett Bomar was close. What was he second, Josh, to Adrian? He Peterson? was number. F- yeah, he was number four that year. Okay, four that year. Yeah. Was that so, uh, I mean, Christian Ponder coming out that year too? Yeah, because that was I want to say 
Or what? No, it wasn't Ponder. It, it was, was some a, other Florida State guy. It was a uh, Drew Weatherford. Oh that, yeah, fr- that that's who it was because that was when Rhett committed out the Elite Eleven. He was with Drew Weatherford. Yeah, and they went into like a a it's like hat a Ross store or something. Or... Yeah, and like picked out which hat they were going to go to, and Rhett picked out OU, and that's how he broke the news to everybody. All right, so uh, there's your emergency pod. Uh, we've got lots of content on the site. Go check it out. Bob's done a tremendous job. Josh, uh, Chad Simmons has done a tremendous job on this. Got to give him credit to uh, one of our uh, national regional recruiting uh, directors. Uh, so thanks to Chad for keeping on top of it, and thanks to Josh uh, for for you know all the great work you have put into this. I know everybody's excited. We'll uh, uh, gonna announce a site special as well for for those of you listening to the pod that thought. Hey, you know, maybe I'll subscribe to that one day. Uh, we're going to give you a, a deal, so stay tuned for that on our social media channels at Sooner Scoop uh, for the announcement of that as well. So thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody, for the uh, quick join for the emergency pod, and we'll see you back next week right here on the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com.